you know, they say when it's right, it's right. So I think that was your moment. Uh, all right. So my other question is, uh, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in your business while, uh, you know, uh, you were building your business? And how did you overcome poking those challenges, the challenges that your business faced particularly when you actually were starting the business? What were the yeah. challenges? You know, I'd say the biggest challenge was definitely mental. It was all about mindset. And what I like to call like mental gymnastics or emotional gymnastics. It's like mm-hmm. just trying to like navigate all of that and also like recognizing my worth and recognizing that I have a voice and I can contribute to this business. So that's the first thing is mindset is like getting into the place that, you know, my contribution matters and my contribution is important. And part of where that's coming from for me is, you know, I'm stepping into the finance industry in which I personally did not have the best like personal finance education, you know, so there was sort of that imposter syndrome as well. So again, I think that kind of goes back to the mental thing. Um, but stepping into like a new industry that I was completely unfamiliar with. The next thing after that was for a while, I felt like I felt like I was under my husband's shadow because this was his business first and foremost. Like he's been in the financial industry for, I think, at least 15 years at this point. And so I joined him for the second half of it. So it was a huge learning curve for me, for one, to like work with him and then two, to like not feel like I'm his shadow. And so even though till this day, like I am very much behind the scenes, part of how I overcame, you know, the the mental struggles, like the mental limitations or like the limiting beliefs to, you know, getting out of my husband's shadow is I actually started podcasting. So I have a, a show called Holding Down the Fort by US Vet Wealth, and it's all about interviewing people in the military community, whether they have served the community or their spouses of the community or their kids in the military community. It's been a way for me to like find my voice, amplify other people. And also, I guess you can say like, you know, lift up my own reputation and my personal brand. And, and so when people think of me, they, they don't think of me as my husband's wife. They think of me as a podcaster, you know? So I would say that's the biggest thing was being able to find my new identity while working with my husband. And so there's that. So being under his shadow, but being able to find my own light, you know, my own stage. <laughs> that is great. I mean, that is great. And I think obviously the effort that you have put in in building your business, I mean, of course, you, you're getting the reward for it. And uh, and I think it's important to have an individual identity. And uh, it's, it's great to hear that you actually did that for yourself. And I'm sure when, when you do your podcast and everything, I'm sure a lot of people look up to you a lot of women would look up to you and they would also decide to be entrepreneurs and build their own business, which is, I think, amazing. What was the breakthrough moment for your business and how did it come about? I mean, what was that one breakthrough moment for you at Wetwell that you can describe as the most phenomenal one? I'd say the big turning moment for us is when um, my husband published his latest book. So his latest book is called Don't Forget Your War Chest. And the reason why this book is incredibly important is because even though I was podcasting to promote our business, I always felt like this is sort of like the conflict I had with my husband. I I just felt like, like he's the visionary of our company. So he's very, while he's very like future minded, I'm very present minded or, or, or past. I'm always like, Hey, this is what we've done. You know, let's build upon like what we've built. But for him, he he's like building whatever is in his mind. You know, he's building like what's in the future. And I appreciate that because obviously we need visionaries and this company wouldn't have existed for as long as it has if it wasn't for his vision. But the point is that the book, Don't Forget Your War Trust, I feel like 
we were finally able to meet in the middle where like he had a clear message and therefore it gave me clear direction because at the end of the day, you know, my podcast show, yes, it's given me a lot. I've had a lot of personal and professional benefits from doing it, but I ultimately wanted to do it to promote our message. And, and it was always a struggle to figure out how to do that because I felt like he kept changing his message. He kept, or the way that I reframe it is he kept refining it. He kept wanting to perfect it. And it, it took, you know, seven years, you know, of working together for him to got, finally get to this place. And although I recognize that he might change his mind later, I think this is the closest we've gotten for us like to, to be on the same page. And for me to even know wholeheartedly, like what is our messaging? What can I say to people, you know, and why I can confidently talk to you about what we're offering? Because I feel like we have our buzzwords. I feel like we have our slogans as, as best as they can be. I mean, it's, it's not perfect, but it's, it's as clear as it's going to be at this point. And I would say it really has to do with him like owning his messaging, getting this book done. And therefore, like it just makes it easier to build everything else. So I'd say that's the turning point is like I was working on myself while he was working on himself, you know, so that we were finally able to meet in the middle. And now now it's just, you know, we were able to like put two woods together and make fire. You know what I mean? Like that's I feel like that's what happened when when he finally became clear with his messaging. So how did this uh, affect uh, how did this book affect uh, US Tech Wealth? So did it like once you got the messaging clear and everything, so did it uh, did it attract more customers for your business? How did it impact your business particularly? Like in a way, the book is more like him duplicating himself. Like like for example, like you know, like rather than a coach, like a life coach, teach people one to one. They can just have a book and then the book can teach many people. And so I feel like that's what the book has done is he's been able to duplicate himself in a way and he's been able to have people like sell themselves on what our messaging is. And also it's been such a great lead generator because another part of this that um, I haven't mentioned yet is that we do have an online portal, free online portal for people to join. It's called Military Retirement Blueprint. And we tell people that, hey, you can buy the hardcover of the book on amazon.com. You can buy it for a certain price or you can get the digital copy plus bonus material for free by joining our portal, by joining the Military Retirement Blueprint. And I got to tell you, like, you know, for most of this year, I'd say on average, we get not not most of the year, I'd say in the recent months, you know, we'll get one to two people joining our community every day and and downloading our book. And so even though like, you know, we, we don't you know, we don't plan on making a business like out of the book, like he's not he's not planning on being a professional author. It's more like we use the book as a lead generation tool to encourage people to join our community, because even if you know, even if they do not become a client we do get their data, you know, we get their data for having them join our community. And, you know, nowadays data is everything. That's why, you know, social media gets lawsuits left and right because they have everyone's data. And so we're fortunate to do that to a certain level, not to the point where it's illegal, but um, that's been really helpful is using this book as leverage to encourage people to join our community so that they can continue to educate themselves and decide when they're ready to schedule a call with us. And when they do schedule a call with us, they're usually highly educated and informed by then, and they know what they want. If anything, they have clarifying questions, and that's great. But the book itself, you know, really helps us do all the front work of having people educate themselves about our services. All right. That is great. Speaking of lead generation, like you said, that uh, the book helped you generate leads as well. Apart from that, how do you attract and uh, you know retain your customers? What is your unique selling proposition you know, that sets you apart? So what 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 are the methods that you typically used to attract and retain your customers? 
Well, we definitely have the omnipresence online. We use all the socials. Nowadays, what we do is that my team and I will go, we'll live stream. And what we'll do is we'll take that live stream and chop it up into content, short content, whether it's YouTube shorts or like, you know, short YouTube videos. We pretty much blast it everywhere. (laughs) We blast it on all the socials you could think of. We, We use a third party scheduling program that helps to make it easy for us to do that because we are a small team. We were like, we are a team of, um, I wouldn't say freelancers, but we're all like independent uh, financial advisors that have teamed up. It's, it's kind of common in the industry to do that in the finance industry. But anyway, you know, we, we try to find ways to use technology to make it easy to obviously schedule out content. And we push all that out there. We, we try to have that omnipresence plus advertising. We use Facebook ads from time to time. We use that to drive people to either join the military retirement blueprint, or of course, like visit our website and, and buy the book. So it's been a lot of that. Also building upon the clientele we already have. We do nurture our clients via newsletter. Of course, in the, in the military retirement blueprint, if there's anything I want to impart to anyone is in addition to having like, if you don't have like a news, like a subscriber list, highly recommend that you have your own online community that you can control. I'm not talking about Facebook groups. I'm not talking about like online communities, like like LinkedIn groups, but like one that you could actually, that you actually have ownership of because you are in control of your algorithms. Right. You are in control of your data. And so that's what we do. We, yes, we, we take advantage of the social, the social media platforms, like a public forum, but ultimately we try to drive them to, you know, places that we own, like our, like I said, our newsletter, our newsletter subscribers and our portal. And it's in those two places that we nurture the relationships. 